You may not know this about me, but one area that I struggle with as an edupreneur is social media. The whole thought of having to create and post and go live and get on video, it stresses me out. It's the one area that I'm like, in 2021, I have to figure this out, which is why I'm so excited to share with you my interview with Tom Gibson, who is a YouTube pro, and he's with us today to share all of his tips. So if you're like a me and you struggle with social media, but you know that you want to grow your audience on YouTube or by using video, then you're definitely going to want to tune in today because Tom shares how he uses YouTube not only as an entrepreneur, but also in the classroom to motivate his students. So you guys are getting a two for one today. Are you ready? All right, let's do it. Hey there, I'm Erica Terry, a former high school teacher turned CEO, and I help educators just like you to turn their classroom knowledge and experience into a profitable online business where you're using your unique gifts and amazing skills to empower teachers all over the world. Each week, I'll be providing you with simple, actionable steps that equip you to create multiple streams of income as an entrepreneur. So if you're an ambitious educator that's ready to grow an online business and create a life that you love, then you're definitely in the right place. So turn up the volume and let's get started. This is the Classroom to CEO podcast. Hey there, and welcome to the Classroom, the CEO podcast. I am your host, Erica Terry, and as always, I am super excited to be spending some time with you today. So I know that we are just now at the end of November. We have one more month left in 2020, and as excited as I am for the holidays and to be able to get some much-needed rest My mind is already thinking about 2021 and where I want to take my business. I am big on uh, taking that time to reflect and look at which areas you want to improve. Or if you're a brand new entrepreneur, maybe it's taking action to start your business. Whatever it is, you have to set that goal, put a date on it, and then take action to start moving towards achieving that goal. That's how you become successful as an entrepreneur. As we get closer to the new year, I'm already starting to think about what goals I want for my personal life as well as my business. Last year, I focused on creating multiple streams of income. I was able to do that. I got a few more plans for 2021 of products and income streams that I want to create, but 
I also like to set what I call an uncomfortable goal. That goal that's going to move me out of my comfort zone. And for 2021, my uncomfortable goal is going to be centered around social media. I haven't decided exactly what it's going to be yet, but if you attend the Edupreneur Success Summit that's going to take place December 27th, through the 31st, I'm sure you're going to be hearing all about my goals, especially at the vision board party on December 30th. We are going to be working together to create an electronic vision board that helps to guide our work in 2021. And so if you want to join me for that party, if you want me to help you set those goals that will take your business to the next level so that you can create the life and legacy that you deserve, then join us for the Edupreneur Success Summit. Tickets are on sale right now and you can get them at www edupreneursuccess.com. Now you guys know that I believe in the power of one. I believe in choosing that one social media platform that you grow your audience on to begin with. And then as you build your team, as you add virtual assistants that can help you with some of the legwork, that's when you begin to grow your platform on different social media channels. While YouTube may not be that social media platform that you're thinking about growing, especially at the beginning of your entrepreneurial journey, there are so many golden nuggets in my interview with Tom today. He has built his platform on YouTube where he not only empowers other educators, but he also uses it with his students and he shares the details with us in today's interview. And so no matter if you're thinking about building up Facebook, Instagram, or YouTube, video is going to be such an important part of your journey. And you can glean so many nuggets just about video and video marketing from today's interview. So I'm going to go ahead and just jump right into it, share my interview with Tom so that you can begin to grow your audience using video. OMG, we have Tom Gibson here today, and I am super excited. Tom, how are you? Welcome in the Classroom the CEO podcast. Thank you, Erica. I'm super excited that you're super excited. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, we have so much to learn from you. Your YouTube channel is fire. And so, of course, we want you to spill all of those secrets. But before we get to that, tell us about yourself for our listeners who are being introduced to you for the first time. Tell us about Tom Gibson and his educational journey. Sure. I have been in the classroom. It's my 10th year in education. Uh, I started out three years uh, teaching fifth grade. And for the last six years, seven years, uh, I've been teaching middle school uh, from a mostly middle school math, uh, teaching physical science for the first time this year, uh, teaching robotics. Um, I taught a YouTube video production class for a couple of years, which was a super fun elective to teach, um, but didn't really plan on becoming a teacher. Uh, I was finished up college. Uh, I went to Texas State University and finished in December of 2010 with a bachelor's of science in audio engineering. Um, and all of my, my colleagues and my classmates 
were kind of trying to, the ones that were actually wanting to do something with audio engineering were going off to music studios that they had to maybe intern there for free for six months at possibly the opportunity to get a job there. And I'm like, that doesn't sound like a lot of fun to me. And throughout my entire audio engineering program, I didn't really enjoy like recording, you know, other people's albums and doing things like that. But anytime like I had a, an idea or a project that I want to do, because it wasn't it wasn't just audio, it was a lot of video stuff too. Um, the most fun part was just kind of like seeing an idea to completion. Um, and I think being in that program, like I remember YouTube was fairly new. Um, being in that program, I kind of taught myself how to learn new technologies because one of our final projects we had to create a dvd portfolio of all of our work and i was like well let me see if youtube has like an instructional video on this software because everyone always turned in such a trash dvd because nobody could figure out the software and i found like a tutorial that was like 10 minutes long and i was like this is great and then my my, my professor was like there is no mistakes in this dvd all the buttons work this is awesome and i was like oh wow like i can learn things from YouTube. That's awesome. <laughs> and so I, I, I finished college and I, I was, I was dating a girl that, that is my, my now wife, but I knew, I knew we wanted to, to get married within the year. And I was like, ah, I, don't, I, I need to have a job and I don't, I don't know what I want to do. Um, and a lot of little things were kind of pointing me to teaching. Like I was leading a Bible study for international students um, at one of the, the Christian ministries on campus. And, and I remember like weeks that I was preparing for a lesson, most of the students weren't Christians. They were just curious about uh, what the Bible said and what Christianity was all about. And so I would print out the different passages in Korean, in Turkish, in Japanese, you know, and then we would we would get together and we'd read it and I'd let them read it in their native language. And like looking back on that now, it's like, that was totally just like differentiation and trying to create an equitable space so everyone could kind of contribute and be a part of the conversation. And I remember being in an electronics class and the teacher, I wasn't good at electronics. I was like, I don't, I, I like making stuff on the computer. I don't really understand electronics, but this one thing that the teacher was explaining, it clicked with me and it wasn't clicking with anyone else. And I remember just sitting there thinking like, I feel like I could explain this in a way that people would understand. And for whatever reason, the professor was like, I, I don't, I, I'm having a hard time explaining this. Does anyone else want to try and explain this? And I got up and I shared my thought process and I sat down and one of my friends was like, after the class, he's like, you know, like I had no idea what was going on until you got up there and just kind of shared how you were thinking about it. And it made total sense. And so I was like, okay, well, maybe maybe there's going to be, there could be something to this teaching thing. And so I, I did an alternative certification after I got my bachelor's. Um, and then the following fall, uh, about six, seven months later, after I graduated, I was entering uh, a fifth grade classroom, my very first classroom uh, in the fall of 2011. So that's kind of what took me to education, even though it wasn't uh, originally uh, the direction that I was, I was headed. Man, but it's such a great story because so many of us educators, like to stay in the field, you definitely have to be called to it, right? And mm -hmm. so um, that story just highlights how you were called and confirmed like that this was going to be your gift. And fast forward 10 years later, you are still like differentiating <laughs> and helping students to learn and achieve success. So that is super awesome. Um, but you came in 
definitely on a non-traditional route with this audio engineering mm-hmm. degree, right? So you're yes. in the classroom. And when was that moment that you were just like, okay, I, you know, I'm teaching, but I have to use this degree. I have to do something. Like, what was that moment that made you um, just get into the world of entrepreneurship? Yeah, the I'd always kind of been making videos. Like I remember seeing old videos, handheld little cameras um, from when I was a kid or my dad would have like the big camcorder. And so video and audio was always something that I just loved to do. And my very first like educational video that I did, I got the idea from someone that was in the that was leading a teacher training session. And it was called the Dear World Project. It's traditionally a a photography project by a photographer named Robert Fogarty. And he would have people write these messages to the world, Dear World, and what would be their message? And they would write it on their on their arms or on their hands or on their on their face, you know. And some of them are these really inspiring messages, you know, like a guy's like kind of opening the top of his shirt and it just says "Cancer Free" and all these other, you know, people are just sharing these stories in these little messages to the world. And so I I heard about this teacher that was kind of adapting that for the classroom where he asked the students, like, what would your message to the world be? And so that was one of the very first video projects that I did. Like I did that my first year with my students and, you know, uploaded it to YouTube and, you know, didn't really post anything else after that. And a couple years later, I started experimenting with the flipped classroom and started utilizing video in my math classroom um, for students to watch those. And then they could ask questions when they're in the classroom. And then around 2015, I was watching a uh, that's when I really kind of started watching YouTube more than I really watched TV or anything. And I was watching a f- super famous YouTuber now, Casey Neistat. Um, and he was kind of creating these really, really high, high, high quality vlogs, videos um, for YouTube. And I was like, I think, I think I could do something like this. Like I, I, I have a little bit of a background in video and I've got the background in audio. And so in 2015, I started to make little weekly reflection videos, uh, just me talking to the camera. Uh, I look back on it now and it just wasn't super interesting. I didn't know how to like make it like useful also to other people. I'm like, this is what happened. And I, and, and it's grown since then. Uh, but that was like the first time. And it wasn't, it wasn't something where I'm like, I'm going to make a business out of this because I, I, I had heard, I'd followed all these people on YouTube on like how to make videos and how to grow your YouTube channel. And, and everyone was always talking about you. If you really want to grow your YouTube channel, you need to have a focus. You need to have a, a really specific niche or what you talk about all the time is like, what's the problem that you're trying to solve the specific problem or the specific teacher problem for the entrepreneur. And so I didn't have that because I'm like, I just want to make lots of videos. And so like I made videos from when we were traveling. I made productivity videos. I made filmmaking tutorial videos that had nothing to do with like classroom filmmaking or anything. I made a a, a 10,000 calorie cheat day video where I just ran around like, I'm going to try to eat 10,000 calories because I was watching those videos and thought they were funny. I made a <laughs> best tacos in Austin. You know, I was all over the place. Um, but it wasn't until, you know, like 2000. 2019, early 2019, then I was like, okay, I want to kind of see if I can make this uh, kind of create a brand here and kind of create a business here um, around, you know, being a teacher. I feel I've got a lot to offer the teaching community um, based on, you know, the seven, eight years at that point that I had been in the classroom. And so I really started to focus on like, okay, let me, let me start vlogging my robotics classes and just like all the different things and make it like a really cool, not just me sitting in front of the camera talking about it, but like video in the classroom and, you know, what the, privacy stuff with kids. You know, I I was mindful of that. We're at a private school and we had a list of the kids that couldn't be 
couldn't be on camera, you know, so I was always mindful that they weren't involved. But uh, uh, interesting things started happening there was like, even though not the business wasn't building up, but like I would take those videos and and send them to the kids and the families and saying like, hey, this is a, a video that I just made for fun about what's going on in robotics class or in math class. And parents got a little glimpse of like what was happening with their kid because when their kid gets home, like how was school? It's like, it's fine. You know, they didn't, they weren't getting much about what was, what was going on. And so to see kind of like, and then I edit it to make it look like it was the most awesome time ever as well. So yeah. when they, when they see the video, you know, they're like, they're catching that glimpse in there, but I started just kind of really focusing on on the teacher aspect of things with the YouTube channel. Uh, and it's hard. It's really hard to grow on YouTube and even when you're consistent and everything. And what's funny is like for me, some of the most the most viewed videos were videos that I never intended to even really even anyone to care about. Like I made a video in seven minutes for my fellow teachers on how they could update their Google calendars using a Google spreadsheet. I'm like, there's gotta be a way to populate the information to your calendar. And I made, I made a quick seven minute tutorial on it. And right now that is my most viewed video on YouTube. It's like 130,000 or something like that views. And it's like that little thing, it solved a big problem that more people right. than just teachers uh, had. Um, but it was just, it's interesting. So sometimes you're just like the, the videos that you think are just going to be like the best and the, the, the best piece of, of work, uh, mainly they, they don't, they don't clearly solve a problem. Whereas a video that says how to update Google calendars with Google sheets ends up solving a really big problem that a lot of people apparently have. Wow. I love that. So I am so into hearing the stories because in your story, you shared so many tips that I want to make sure I pull out for our listeners who may be on this journey just thinking about like, how do you move from the classroom to CEO, right? How do you take what you're doing as a classroom teacher and turn that into a business. And what I gained from your story is that first of all, you just did something that you loved, right? It was something like creating the YouTube videos. It was something that you would do absolutely for free. It was like your favorite thing. You were doing it about any topic. Like it was absolutely something that you love to do. And so for our listeners, I want you, if you're struggling with what should I do for my business? Like, what should I even start it on? Start with something that you love. Like, think about what part of your practice that you truly enjoy doing and start there. And from your story time, it sounded like it took a year or a little bit longer before you made that transition to start thinking about it as a business. But once you did, it kind of just flowed naturally. Is that how you felt? Or like, what was the biggest struggle when you went from kind of just doing it as more of something you love to do to thinking about it as, okay, I can really create a brand through this YouTube channel? Yeah, there were a lot of struggles. Um, I think two of the biggest ones is just really like, I, I had all these ideas of videos that I thought would be really fun to make. And, but a part of me was just like, ah, oh, but 
you know, I want to build a community here of like-minded teachers. And if I'm putting stuff up about, you know, a slow carb diet or this, this, this microphone compared to that microphone, which now is more relevant than it was a couple years ago, but right. uh, teachers weren't worried about microphones as they are now, but you know, like, or this, these, these travel vlogs. And, and for a long time, I'm like, I know like my channel isn't really growing at at the rate that I want it to, because there isn't a focus. People that maybe subscribed because I walked them through how to set up their their new digital camera, you know, they're not really interested in my robotics videos or in my travel videos or the teachers that subscribed may not be interested uh, in in my productivity tips or in this in this other thing that's really not related to teaching. And so the challenge was, I mean, I, I could have made a separate YouTube channel. Um, for those videos or just posted them on like my personal Facebook page. But you get all these ideas and you want to do all of them because they're they're really fun. And, and I did do that for a few years and it was fine because my goal was to have fun with it. But when my goal shifted to being something where it's like, I want to build a brand and I want to build a business. But when people are seeing like me going in 30 different directions, they're kind of confused and it's like, oh, that was a cool video, but I'm not really sure what this guy's all about. About so um, maybe I, I'm not even gonna I'm not even thinking about him anymore because I've moved on and and so the the second the second big challenge was like okay well I don't want to just I don't want to just make videos for teachers you know like that's so that's so broad you know the the work that I'm doing right now you know is really focused on like the middle school teacher the middle school STEM teacher you know what I'm doing with my seventh grade robotics class or my seventh grade math class. Some of it will relate to a teacher who's teaching reading circles in first grade, but a lot of it's not. Um, and so for me, I was like, okay, well, I need to, I need to make it clear. Like, who am I actually making these videos for? Like, who are the people that I actually want to connect with? Um, and so I really kind of tried to focus on like middle school STEM teachers, you know, like that want to actually like be better. They want to make meaningful and memorable experiences for their students. And so, and even right now, like when I think about it, I'm like, should I, should I keep the STEM in there? Should I, should I make it a little bit more broad and just say middle school teachers? You know, it's like, it's that, that tension of like how, how focused and how niche do you want to go? Um, and, and, and where, where is, where is it too niche down or where is it where you could be reaching a, a wider audience that still has some kind of collective interest in mind around the content that you're making? Uh, and so that's kind of, those were kind of the two lessons of like, like all around, like, what's my focus? What am I, who am I creating content for? What problem am I solving? How am I helping a specific person? Wow. And those are two key struggles that many entrepreneurs, including myself, um, as you're building your business, you have to figure that part out. And it's definitely so hard to do. Um, but I loved what you said, first of all, that you acknowledge the fact that it took time and it's okay. Like if you're listening and you haven't figured it out quite yet, don't let that stop you. Like keep moving forward because the more that you show up, the more engaged that you get with your community and the more you talk to them, you will begin to discover what their problems are, right? And as you do that, 
then you are able to tailor your business to help them solve those specific problems. And I love, Tom, what you said earlier about your most watched YouTube video, right? Not that you would create a brand where every single video you're solving problems, but when you do that, it's definitely what people are looking for, right? Like you are typically, especially as an educator, if you're taking your time to Google something school related, it's because you're trying to figure it out, right? Because that's what we do. Like we try to self-teach ourselves um, everything that we need to learn. And so for those of us building these businesses for educators, you definitely want to identify who your ideal customer is. And then once you do that, once you figure out who your audience is, you want to tailor your products, your services, your even your content to helping them to solve problems and to become better teachers because that's what they're coming to you for. And it definitely sounds like you figuring that out, Tom. I love it. <laughs> yes. it's. I mean, you're doing awesome. Like I can't even, I wish I could say I had a hundred. What was the number on the YouTube video? That one was like 130,000. 130,000. Yes. I wish yeah. I could say I had that many listens <laughs> on a podcast episode, right? Yeah. Yeah. If I ever get there, I'm going to be screaming it from the mountaintop. So you definitely <laughs> you have 130k. To be proud of. <laughs> You definitely have something to be proud of and take those wins and celebrate. And yeah. that's what, yeah, like when you get that type of win, it is so important this, um, for you listeners. When you have a win like that, no matter if it's a YouTube video, podcast episode, if you're writing a blog post, or even if you have a product or a freebie, and all of a sudden it blows up like that, figure out, like, what did you do with that product wow. or that episode that was different? And repeat, right? Like, recycle that formula. So definitely yeah. those how-to videos, um, yeah, I feel like every I feel like if you're going to be a teacher on on YouTube, like one of the things that you can just one video that you can make that people are probably searching for is classroom management, because that's like one of the number one challenges for teachers, you know, and so, you know, it doesn't have to just be like my classroom management tips, like make it super specific, like classroom management for the first grade classroom, classroom management for the ninth grade math classroom, you know, like, how, right. what are you doing? And what tips are do you have that a lot of times, and I think a lot of teachers think like, oh, like, this is obvious, or this is like, this is not really super helpful is it's kind of obvious that you should, you know, greet the students at the door. It's like, but it's not, it's not obvious to someone who hasn't been doing it for several years. Um, so you, you have that expertise in you, you have those things. And, and once you kind of like start writing down, like, okay, what are the things that I do? What are the things that I want to say? You start saying like, oh, okay, there's this, there's this. And you start building kind of like those, those ideas and those topics and those things that you can share uh, in your expertise and outlining all the things that when you're putting it to paper, you're, you're, you're articulating the things that are intuitive for you day to day in a way that people that it may not be intuitive uh, for them, that they'll be able to get benefit out of it. So I think like the classroom management one is the one that sticks out because it's like, it's one of the things that so many teachers struggle for. And it's a, a big teacher problem that you can at least put your two cents into and know that it's something that teachers are searching for.
Yes, and I love how you even broke that down to the different scenarios that could happen. And I was even thinking about like the different student issues that might come up, right? That student that keeps getting up to sharpen the pencil or, (laughs) you know, and I loved it. Like, thank you so much, first of all, for giving us our Edupreneur Success for the week. Um, Because I appreciate that. I love that idea of writing down what you basically take for granted. Like, what are you naturally good at? Like, what comes naturally to you that people are like, how do you do that? Like, how did you get and connect with that student that acts up in everybody else's classroom? But with you, they're like this star. Like, how did you do it? And so I love that idea. Great tips. Sounds so cute. (laughs) You're welcome, Erica. (laughs) Yes. So for our listeners that want to check out your YouTube channel and get more of these amazing tips, where can they find you? Uh, my main teaching channel uh, is you can just search Tom Gibson. It's T-H-O-M-G-I-B-S-O-N. Um, or you can go to youtube.com slash Gibson E-D-U. I, I have a second channel that I just don't contribute as much to. Um, it's called Tom Teaches YouTube. And it was pretty much like I knew I was going to be making videos for students in my YouTube video production class. And so I was like, well, why not create you know, why not double dip here and like create a whole separate channel that's about uh, growing on YouTube. And this kind of served as like an experiment for me um, that I was like, let me see what could happen with this channel. And what's interesting is I haven't posted a video since like, you know, almost in almost a year. And it's that that channel is still getting views. And it had I had like maybe, I don't know, 20 videos on there all about like making videos and posting on YouTube and growing your YouTube channel. And really they were just the assignments for my students that I kind of changed the language a little bit. So it could be, you know, applicable to anyone that was watching. Um, and, and that channel like has like almost 600 subscribers right now, like without any, like me getting in there and trying to actively grow it or anything like that. So sometimes just putting stuff out there and just seeing how it lands, um, is, is beneficial. Cause you can see like, Oh, like this is, this is picking up traction with an audience. And there's some of these videos that are, that are that are getting searched like what happens when your your video editing program crashes and you didn't save like is there a way that you can recover it there is if you're using adobe premiere and like you know that's what i talk about in those videos and so you can search tom teaches youtube um or you can just search tom gibson um but even with video uh if YouTube, the idea of starting a whole YouTube channel for your brand is kind of like, ugh, like Instagram stories is like one of my new, more regular video platforms. Uh, like I, I try to share a story every weekday just about what's going on that day in distance learning. Like here's what's going on. Here's how I'm assessing the students. Here's what we're doing. Here's the new website I'm using. Okay, that website did not go well. My students told me it was really confusing, but with this class, I changed this and it actually went up being a lot better. You know, and then I'm I'm getting a chance to to reflect in the spot, no editing, just putting it up there, sharing it, hoping that it would be of value to people. Um, so you can grow your brand with video without creating like a, a complete YouTube channel. Uh, there's just so many different avenues that you can utilize video to grow your teacher brand. It's just getting out there, sharing what you're doing, sharing your expertise, uh, and just trying to solve uh, the problems of the, a lot of the same teachers that are in the same boat as you. And where can they find you on Instagram as well? Gibson Education. Education spelled all the way out. Love it. And so I will make sure that I include all of these links in the show notes. Um, But I am so glad that we had you here today. I have learned so much and I thank you for 
even sharing that tip at the very end about starting with Instagram stories if you're a little nervous like me and then maybe when you get comfortable there taking it over to YouTube. So I love that as advice as well. And I know our listeners are going to get so many nuggets out of this. So thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, it's my pleasure, Erica. Thank you so much for having me on. Wow. As I was speaking with Tom, I had so many aha moments and thinking about how I'm going to apply these principles that he shared during his interview. Ah, oh, it's just giving me chills because when I tell you guys that I have been reflecting upon my social media strategy and how I can make it better in 2021, my whole plan that's still in my head, I haven't put it on paper yet, I haven't created a goal for it yet, but I know without a doubt that I have to incorporate more video. I have to overcome my fear and that anxiety that I feel anytime I say that I'm going to go live. Like, it just makes me so nervous that I don't bring myself to do it. And so I know for me that my goal is going to be centered around using video on Instagram first. I love that tip that he gave because right now, when I think about the power of one, Instagram is where I am building my audience. So you can follow me at Erica Terry CEO and see how this ends up playing out in my own business. And as you're watching me take the tips that Tom shared and apply them to my own business, you have been here long enough to know that this is so not about me. It is about you and how you can apply the tips and strategies that you've learned during today's episode to grow your own business, which takes us to my favorite part. It is time for you to make your entrepreneur success moves. It's time to make your entrepreneur success move. These simple, actionable steps empower you to turn your classroom knowledge into a profitable online business by creating multiple streams of income. Are you ready to move from the classroom to CEO? Of course you are. So let's do it. So the entrepreneur success move segment is my favorite part because these are those steps that are going to take your business to the next level. It's all about taking action so that you can achieve success as an entrepreneur. Today's success move will be detailed on the website in the show notes at www.classroomtoceo.com forward slash 28. All right. So like I said, I got so many nuggets out of this interview that it was a struggle for me to figure out what should I pull to give you all as your entrepreneur success move for the week. So I really think that this is one of those episodes where it depends on what level you currently are in your business. If you're brand new or haven't started yet, 
you haven't found that love for what you're doing, then what I want you to do for your entrepreneur success move today is discover your passion. One of the tips that Tom gave that I thought was so empowering is that he started doing YouTube because it was something that he was interested in and it was something that he loved to do. When he first started his YouTube channel, it wasn't even revolved around his business. It was all about doing those things that he loved to do. And so if you are not there yet, right, if you're not loving what you're doing as an entrepreneur, then I want you to take this time to reflect on those parts of your education journey that have brought you joy. What is that topic that you can talk about all day without anyone even having to try to pull it out of you? Like it just, as soon as the topic comes up, you get excited about it. That can be the topic that you focus your business on. What are those areas that you just love working with students on? Like when it gets to that part of the curriculum, you get super excited and that's when your creative juices start to flow. Or what's that topic that teachers come and ask you about all the time? Use that to build your business. And then when you think about going live, think about getting in front of video and starting your YouTube channel, talk about that because you're already excited and it doesn't take much. So start there. Now, for those of you that already have your topic nailed down, you love what you're doing as an entrepreneur, what I want you to do this week for your success move is to come up with your how-to topic. As Tom shared with us, it wasn't until he created a how-to video that he was able to get 130,000 plus video views on YouTube. I don't know about you guys, but I would love to create a post that gets that many views. So I want you to come up with that how-to topic that you're going to create a video about that's going to teach your audience how to do something that solves a problem that they're currently facing faced with. And when you do, when you put that video out there, be sure to tag me at Erica Terry CEO because I want to check you out. I want to learn how to do whatever it is that you are teaching. So no matter if you're brand spanking new or if you're experienced as an entrepreneur, you are going to make success moves this week that are going to take your business to the next level. And if you enjoyed today's interview and want to spend some more time learning from Tom, learning about how to use YouTube to grow your business, then join us for the Edupreneur Success Summit, which will take place December 27th through the 31st, because he will be there. He will be speaking. He's creating a presentation about this topic, and he's going to be joining us for the expert roundtable that's going to take place on the evening of December 28th. So join me, him, and 12 other expert entrepreneurs that are going to be teaching you how to start and grow 
a profitable online business as an entrepreneur in 2021. Every single session is a how-to, so you're definitely not going to want to miss this, guys. Get your ticket today at www.edupreneursuccess.com and know that you have everything you need. You have your education knowledge, you have expertise, and even if you feel like you don't have the tech skills or you don't like to go live, you don't have those social media skills, trust and believe me when I tell you that what you have right now is enough. You are enough and you deserve to live the life of your dreams. So don't let fear stop you from moving forward. Make the decision today that you're going to make 2021 the best year ever. You're going to take action and you're going to make those success moves that will take your business to the next level and allow you to move from the classroom to CEO. You've got this. I believe in you and I cannot wait to see you achieve success. Be blessed. I'll see you back here next week.